Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Our man Tom Howard is back in the luxury of a hotel and away from the stages of Rally Kenya. Dust fetishists, if such a thing exists, will be having a very good weekend of it. Uh, Cali Rovanpera enhances World Rally Championship title credentials with a victory at a grueling Safari Rally Kenya as Toyota locked out the top four positions. It was Rovanpera, Evans, Katsuta and Ogier. A great, great weekend for Toyota. And to tell us all about it is our man, Tom Howard. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, so, I, before we even get into talking about the rally, just an amazing experience um, for you back in the well, the comfort of, a, of, of an airport hotel. But what's it been like? Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been an incredible experience. There's no there's no question about that. This will live long in my uh, memory. Uh, definitely uh, been doing this job for 16 years. This is this is in my top five career moments. I think in terms of experiences. 
yeah, extraordinary country and uh, an extraordinary event, really. Uh, the people are so friendly and lovely. Um, it's a, it, it was an eye-opening experience. There's, there's no hiding that. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I feel better for, for actually going and seeing it for myself. And you haven't been feeling 100%. You were knocked a little bit sideways, but they looked after you and you've been surviving on, on fluids. But you're feeling okay, a little bit better now? I think it's sort of inevitable in some ways, you know, when you're going to a... a, a you know, a country like this, um, no, no disrespect, but we're probably not quite used to some of the the foods and and stuff over here. But yeah, a few, a fair, fair few people did uh, feel a little bit unwell, but uh, we were all patched up and given new roll cages, and uh, we were <laughs> we were away again. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, it was fine. It, 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 it look, as I say, it didn't detract from the experience at all. It was uh, it was an it was an amazing place to to go and see a rally, and um, yeah, as I said, the, you know. Feeling a lot better now, but uh, yeah, there was yeah. It's uh, as I said, the drivers, uh, some of them actually felt a little bit unwell. Cali Rovampera himself on Saturday said he wasn't feeling uh, too great, lacking a bit of energy, uh, but he still managed to win the rally. So uh, uh, <laughs> if, yeah. if he could do it, then uh, then everyone could get through it. Let's hear from him now. You caught you caught up with him after another great win. And you started off by saying uh, you're not feeling too well, checking he's okay, and he gets on to talking about why this was his toughest win. Have a listen to this. How challenging was it? Because you said you felt quite sick yesterday. Like, what, what was wrong with you? I don't know. I just, uh, midday, had some feeling that I didn't have any, any energy and stuff. I heard that quite many guys in the service part ha- had the same. So, so, yeah, it's always coming to a country like this. You can have some, some issues, but uh, it was good that today I felt a bit better. You said on TV that this is your toughest ever win. Why, why was that? I think just overall how much you you need to even uh, like concentrate and manage to to stay moving on the press press and stuff like you have so many different situations where normally you don't need to take care normally you need to take care of driving fast here you have to manage to get through so once again, highlighting his greatness, a third win from starting first on the road, and we're starting to run out of things to say about just how special this driver is. Yeah, no, it's 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 almost a perfect season, isn't it? Really, I mean, yeah. he's yeah. just he's just dominating. Uh, I think this this yeah this win definitely. I agree with him. This is definitely the toughest. This rally was easily be the toughest of the season. It was uh, much harder than last year's Safari Rally. The sand. The uh, the fresh fresh sand the fresh fresh <laughs> sand it's not easy to say uh, is very deep and uh, the roads were a lot rougher the the organisers wanted to make it tougher that was the interesting factor from last year they felt that it wasn't hard enough well uh, it was definitely difficult this time round and uh, as only uh, six cars of the twelve rally ones uh, actually reached the the full distance so um, it, it was really brutal at times very attritional. But again, Cali Rovampera has this knack of just seeing to sort of skip away from trouble and, and just get through without any difficulties. And the, the key to this victory was on Saturday where the rain came down, which turned all that uh, dusty sand that people were getting lost in um, to mud and extremely slippery. But he um, he just cantered away uh, from Evans to, to put himself into a very, very handy position going into Sunday. And basically, Elfin, there's no way you, he could really come back from that. He, 40 seconds is is a big ask, but Cali wasn't uh, complacent because 
as we saw, anything can happen here is uh, numerous retirements and penalties and reliability issues. And, you know, it was, it was, you could write a book on it, really. There was so much to say. Um, so, yeah, the, the interesting thing about Cali was uh, in the wet there, he actually sort of uh, credited some of the work he's been doing in drifting events that actually helped him. He feels like he, some of the throttle techniques he was using in drifting events that he does for fun uh, and had help, actually helped him give him an edge in the in the wet, which is is quite an interesting factor. So, yeah, uh, he's a he's an incredible uh, driver, and I think uh, it's it's if not uh, when when he gets this title sewn up. A couple of questions: how how did the organisers make it? tougher this year anything specific they did to make it harder than last year um and also you mentioned this on the preview podcast last week but starting first on the road amplifies how special that win is again can you just elaborate a little bit on that and tell us you know how he's able to uh, how he's able to do that at, at seemingly a disadvantage to all the others that come behind him yeah i guess firstly the route uh, for this year's rally, a third of it was different compared to last year. So it's quite a significant amount that had changed. But the roads were just were just rougher. They were just a lot rougher and, this, and there was a lot more of this sand. And this is the sand that really, it's, it's a killer because it can get in the engine. As you'll see some unbelievable images of the cars sort of, you can barely see the car because there's so much sand coming over it or or whatever. And once that sand gets into the engine, that's it. It's gone. To the point where the Hyundai guys were, the co-drivers were carrying extra air filters with them so that if the car's cut out, they could just go out, change the air filter, get all the sand out of it and put a new one in. Uh, so they keep the cars going. So it was an interesting situation from that point. But yeah, interestingly with the, with the road position for Cali, obviously that, that was always goes going to be very difficult not knowing what he was going to be facing because of course the teams are not allowed to test for this event so mm. when they come in they're pretty blind and they're just running off last year's information that he may have got a little bit of advantage from starting first because it got uh, sort of rougher as he as 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 every pass happened so you could argue that maybe the conditions actually favored him slightly but also, but having that sort of pressure of going in first, I still think I still think that's harder. I still think that's harder mm. than than having to uh, you know go through a stage that's slightly a bit rougher after people have gone through because you can at least see the lines that people have taken. This is a a, a very special win. Like the Safari Rally is the is one of the toughest motorsport events around. So to have got your name on that list. That includes people like Colin McRae, Tommy Mackinnon, Yuha Kankinen, Carlos Sainz. These are these are legends that have conquered this event. So to have to have done that, that's an amazing achievement, and I'm sure he'll look back on this uh, fondly when he's when he retires. After missing out on a podium in Sardinia, Toyota scored a one, two, three, four. So Rovenpera, Evans, Katsuta, and Ogier. First time Toyota did that, have done that in the WRC since. The Safari Rally, actually, in 1993. That's when Kankanen was winning the Drivers' Championship and they were racing uh, the Celicas, the Toyota Celicas. Very distinctive car with the pop-up headlights, etc. But and a real achievement and, like you say, a race of attrition. Yeah, that's it's an extraordinary achievement. And it just goes to show how bulletproof this GR Yaris they've built for this year is and the work that's gone in to make sure that it's bulletproof. I think the only real problems they had uh, was OJ had a 
had some sand in his airbox and that sort of stopped him a little bit and, and Elfin had some windscreen wiper issues but that that was literally all they had whereas Hyundai had <laughs> and M Sport mm. both suffered uh, greatly to sort of broken steering arms power steering problems alternator failures engine failures there was all sorts going on with those two teams uh, so it really did highlight just how good a job Toyota has done with this car so they they should deserve all the credit for this victory in this one two three four because that's that's an incredible achievement and as as Yeri Matti Latvala said that you know this does not happen very often it's very rare the last time it happened was 29 years ago so like it's uh it's an extraordinary achievement and they should really be proud of it you caught up with Evans at the end of the rally and here's what he had to say it's been a really tough event. Can you can you sum it up for us? I think, like uh, realistically, if you'd have said you could have a podium at the start of the rally, then I think anybody would have probably gone okay then. <laughs> you know, after seeing the recce. Uh, but obviously, as the event went on, and obviously we were close to the lead, then obviously that's the goal. Then you know, and uh, of course now the second place doesn't feel so so fantastic on one hand. But then uh, on the flip side of that is the team result and, and you know the the performance of the team actually. You know to to not only be fast but uh, super reliable as well. So a smile on his face, a smile in his voice uh, as well as we are used to seeing and hearing. Uh, he he was uh, you know he sounded pretty happy not not with the win um but I think just to you know to get that podium position again is really important for his uh, for his season. Let's talk a little bit about those reliability issues. Uh, what happened with Tanak and a gear lever snapping? You couldn't really predict this one. I mean the, he was driving along ser- you know serenely and uh, the gear lever literally just snaps in his hands, like, he's, and he, he's got nothing to change gear with. So it, he's he's he slowed down for about thirty seconds, trying to work out, well, oh, what can I do? What can I do? Found a little solution that got him just to the end of that stage, and then his quick thinking on the road section, uh, he found a wheel brace in the back of the car and uh, jubilee clipped it to the remains of the whatever there was on the gear lever, and uh, he was able to change gear using a, a wheel brace. Where you could see that <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> it was quite an amusing situation, but not for him, obviously, because. Uh, that is not what you want at all, but incredible uh, ingenuity to, to to sort of build that together and get himself to the service park so that he could have it fixed properly. Um, yeah, I've got to take my hat off to that. That was impressive to get that done. But yeah, he even said, I've never experienced that in my career. That is a that is something new for me. Uh, so Hyundai actually beefed up their gear levers after that um, to make sure that didn't happen again. But again... A, a, a very peculiar situation. And Newville, as you mentioned, alternator, rain, tree. <laughs> that sums up where it all went wrong. What happened there? Firstly, with the alternator uh, you, you just You just feel sorry for, for Thierry. He, you know, he tries so hard and he works so hard, but everything sort of sort of conspires against him. It's, um, he was running uh, in sort of fifth, in a decent decent run. Um, he'd lost a, he lost a, sort of almost a minute in, on Friday, Due to sand in the in the engine again, which sort of reduced his power, but um, he was when you if you lose a minute here, that's nothing like mm. that. I mean, we, we're talking like uh, you know, some sometimes we're separated by multiple minutes uh, positions here, so it's not it's not a, a massive problem. But anyway, um, heading into uh, into Saturday, an alternator failed, which is, is something that happened in Croatia. Uh, so he knew how to fix this one. Right. So um, he was able to fix that up on the road section, got going again. But then the rain hit and he's, he entered a quite deep puddle. 
and that's flooded the engine and that's cut the engine out for four minutes uh, it was obviously hugely frustrating so he's dropping down the order um manages to coax it back to life somehow and then 200 meters later he slides into a tree and that's the end of his rally for that day so uh, it's um yeah it uh, never rains but it pours uh pardon the pun yeah and Solberg had some issues as well but you know he made it to the finish without retiring so just one of those just difficult events yeah it was an extremely difficult event for Hyundai it just highlighted the weaknesses of the car and and we'll, we'll get on to sport as well because it wasn't just them yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah Thierry did come home with a bit of glory won the power stage on Sunday to get the bonus points and uh, got at least salvaged something from his weekend to show that you know the pace was there but the car is just too fragile at this point in time Yeah, uh, but Oliver yes uh, he was brilliant actually uh, just didn't retire at, at once at all during the rally despite several difficulties he managed to get this car to the finish uh, and bag at some points as well so uh, he had probably one of the quotes of the rally actually when the rain came down uh, he sort of moved into an Elfin Evans spec of driving which was very hunched over the wheel uh, trying to peer through and see where all the puddles were uh, and during, while driving he's even said to his co-driver this is proper rallying <laughs> and it, it, re- it really was <laughs> so and he ended the stage and he was so happy he was like that was amazing. That's one of the coolest experiences of my life. And I was like, that, I mean, that just says that, that sums up Oliver Solberg. He, he's just so happy to be a rally driver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's talk a little bit about M Sport. You've mentioned them already then. Uh, so let's let's get into them. Then all four M Sport cars at one point retired. Engine failure, Loeb, Greensmith uh, rolled, had to kick out the windscreen, um, carried on with goggles. That's insane. We'll talk about that. Uh, Formo retired, uh, retired twice, and Breen would retire once, but rejoined to finish sixth. Let's start with Gus then, um, if that's all right then. So, rolled, Marshall's available to help. Car was green. Why wouldn't they touch the car? He was actually running in fourth and going really, really well when he got a right rear puncture. And instead of not stopping and changing it and losing two minutes, he tried to carry on. He didn't think he got a puncture. He tried to carry on. It completely destroyed the back of the car um, and the wheel, which meant that when he did eventually stop to change the wheel, it took him 13 minutes rather than two. And that sort of destroyed his his really strong start. Because I have to to say, he was going very, very well early on. But then on Saturday, uh, he came into a slow right-hander, just got caught in one of these ruts, uh, and it just tipped the car into a roll, very slow roll, not nothing too spectacular, uh, and it and it ended up the car actually sort of ended up on its side, and he he was he and co-driver Jonas Anderson were unable to get out, um, and was they were trapped in the car for three minutes, even though marshals were there, and they were quite uh, very you know quite keen to get out of this car because yeah. as we see saw in Croatia with Oliver Solberg that uh, the exhaust can catch light to these cars when they have uh, accidents like this. And you can have a fire break out quite easily. And they were worried about that. So they were trying to, uh, you know, get them attract attention. There was a green light on the car, significant, you know, to say that it was safe to touch because of the hybrid technology. But for some reason, um, there was an investigation that concluded that the marshal marshal should have helped, but we don't know the reason why they didn't. Um, They didn't help. So 
Gus had to kick the windscreen out and they crawled out the front of this car uh, and there's a video on social media which, which shows that and he's clearly, clearly angry uh, with the marshals mm. and was not happy about the situation at all. Uh, but anyway, they righted the car and uh, it had some damage to the front of the uh, and to the engine's cooling which ultimately put it out of the event but they got it to the end of the stage with uh, with the pair wearing some goggles it was a sort of a mad max moment i suppose and uh, uh, yeah they were running around without a windscreen just goggles on and uh, 100 miles an hour so um i mean that's yeah <coughs> that is rally drivers for you so when you say goggles like if anyone's picturing i don't know some swim goggles or you know 1950s grand prix goggles no it's like it's like the full face Ski goggle, if you like. So yeah, it's like goggles, yeah. but it's like, goggles, one, yeah. like one single piece of glass over your kind of your eyes, that kind of thing. But still, like that's absolutely bonkers form of motorsport that no one but quite that's rallying, understands. Isn't it? That's <laughs> rallying, right? No one understands these guys, but that's what it's like. MotoGP riders, like no one really understands yeah. them. The guy actually said he quite enjoyed it with the goggles <laughs> on. Um, Might do it again. But- he said, uh, I said, he said oh, I shouldn't be saying this, but I actually quite enjoyed wearing the goggles. But uh, he said it was quite difficult to breathe when they were going at 100 miles an hour. Jeepers. Oh, my goodness. Um, let's talk about some, uh, some success in WRC 3, the first woman Absolutely. to win a WRC support class since 1994. She's Kenyan. How do I say her surname? It's Maxine... Wahome. Wahome. There we go. I want to make sure I get that right and be respectful. Um, a, a wonderful piece of history being won. Yeah, it's a, it was a great story. And, and, and again, it highlighted uh, perhaps the importance of, of the Safari Rally to Kenya and to African motorsport as a platform for African drivers to shine on the world stage. Because obviously it is challenging for them to get the opportunities. And this is the only, at this point in time, the only world championship event that visits that visits mm. Africa. So, um, you know, they don't have the opportunities uh, that, you know, Europeans and, and Americans have. And uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a lovely uh, story and, and quite a remarkable effort, I have to say, because she's a 26-year-old teacher um, in Kenya. Uh, she did motocross for 11 years. Uh, but her father was into rallying and she pestered him and said, can I, can I have a go at it? And uh, last year, they, her dad agreed and she was driving a Subaru around, made her debut at this event last year. Uh, and then in a brand new car, she'd never, the first time she sat in it was on Thursday. And uh, she only won, won the WRC3 <laughs> category, um, which had uh, an all Kenyan podium, uh, but also interestingly, a driver that has been regularly driving this car so I knew it a lot better than she did and she managed to win the event so uh, she now wants to to try and do some rounds in Europe which is really nice to hear and and there was a lot of support for her here uh, sort of commercially as well so uh, there's there's a re- it was a really lovely story you know and, and I have to say that you know to to be the first woman to to win a WRC3 event and the first woman to win a WRC support class since 1994 uh, it's it's a good news story for WRC and just to just to finish off talking about the uh, local or the Kenyan support for this event you flashed up the newspaper uh before we started recording and you were like look at this coverage i mean it really has been a huge huge moment yeah this is this is more than a rally to to kenya and to to the locals here this is it's just deeply ingrained in their culture this event's been going since 1953 and uh, for them it's it's i guess it's like sort of the fa cup final or the grand national like this is their 
biggest sporting event of the year. Like there is nothing else that's bigger than this. Mm. So they all look forward to it and they, they come out in their thousands, like, you know, talking to a few of the locals, they, they book their holidays well in advance to make sure that they're here for four days. And it's just one big party. Like, and, and I can tell you that because we didn't get a lot of sleep in the hotel <laughs> because it was very, very noisy. So, um, yeah, it's one big giant party and they just, they just love it. Um, as I said, their, their faces light up when the rally cars go past. They're just so enthusiastic about it. And the media coverage here, it's wall to wall. Like the, the newspaper here, the national newspaper's got a, a 10 page pullout. Um, it's on the front page. Like it's, it's on the TV channels. It, it's everywhere. Like it is. And uh, as a, as a president himself uh, said at the address uh, on Thursday, you know, last year's rally brought in 41 million pounds to the economy for Kenya. So it's a it's a hugely significant event uh from a financial situation as well. So this is this is more than a rally. And finally a couple of things that we've touched on that how much we can talk about on this on the podcast but I'm sure regular listeners will will want an update. Did you or not get up in the WRC helicopter over the weekend? Yes, we did. Uh, wow. We did go out to wow. two of the Saturday morning stages. So this was the first time I've seen the WRC cars this year in full flight on the stage. So it was quite a, quite a moment because I haven't had the, the opportunity to do that. It's very difficult when you are you need to write all your reports and be close to the <laughs> media uh, centre. So if you've got a helicopter that can take you there, it's quicker. So... Yeah, uh, it, it was very handy. <laughs> uh, quite an interesting story, actually. We, we landed uh, one of the spots in the middle of the Kenya savannah with, you know, giraffes and zebras and water buffaloes sort of all, you know, oh, around wow. and everything. And uh, we bumped into Ari Vatanen, who was spectating. So we ended up standing for, you know, a, a good hour with Ari Vatanen and his wife watching the rally cars come through. So yeah, it was quite a unique experience. <laughs> so, wow. um, yeah, uh, extraordinary. I mean, yeah, what, uh, probably a once in a lifetime thing you get to do. But uh, yeah, what, what a chance to see these drivers tackle these roads because they really were, you know, on the limit. And um, it's, it's incredibly impressive when you get to see it in the flesh. And so I'm sure you've got some video from that. I'm sure you had the GoPros rolling uh, that we look forward to see at, at some point. You've also been, which we haven't really talked about on the podcast yet either. Um, you've also been filming some other stuff, which will involve you being inside a car. Can we talk about that yet? Or is it still top secret? No, we could talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know, but you know, so we didn't talk about it before because it was still TBC. And you don't want to jinx, jinx these things. Uh, but over the weekend, you filmed the first part of a video series with Toyota. Uh, just explain what you're going to be doing. So we're going to have a go at trying to be a co-driver, which is uh, obviously a hugely difficult job uh, and challenging job, having to read pace notes for, for the drivers to give them accurate information of the road ahead. And also, you know, provide all the time cards and all the other organisational uh, skills that are required to get rally cars from play, uh, from point A to point B and back. Mm. Um, I won't be doing all of that. I will just be having a go at trying to do one stage, <laughs> one test stage in a Toyota Rally 1 car. We, we are planning to sit with Takamoto Katsuta and we're planning to try and get through a stage by giving him pace notes on a stage. 
So wow. it's a it's a big ask. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Um, so I have my first lesson from uh, Yuho Hanahan, who's a former Toyota World Rally driver and also has co-driven with Yari Matti Latvala, the Toyota team boss. So yep. he has seen it from both sides of the fence. So he knows what uh, how to make post notes and also how to receive post notes. So it was an interesting... Uh, chat and that uh, will hopefully bring that to you at some point soon um, but yes uh, I've got given my first pace notes book it's all blank um, ready for notes to be filled into it and uh, so the lessons start now we wish you uh, all the best all the safest in your in your your learning uh, let's let's hope no windscreens need to be kicked out or goggles need to be worn but um uh, but there we go. Uh, brilliant. Um, thank you so much, as always, for updating us on your Gravel Notes podcast. You can follow uh, Tom's adventures at Tommy Howard. Um, and a bit of a break now, isn't there, between uh, now and Rally Estonia. So we've got a couple of weeks to uh, to wait until uh, July 14th. So, yeah, a couple of just sort of two and a half weeks, really, two and a bit uh, before Estonia, then we head off to Finland, uh, Ypres, Greece, New Zealand, Spain, and Japan as well. Well, thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. Make sure you check out all of our coverage on autosport.com and motorsport.com as well. And if you know somebody who would love to listen to this podcast, uh, we'd appreciate if you uh, sent them a link or shared it with them if they'd get some enjoyment out of. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Subscribing and listening. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.